What's up, guys? Welcome back to HS Sports Zone. And today we have a very special guest, my dad. Um, and we will be talking about um, the Boston Celtics and New England Patriots Mount Rushmores. Um, starting with the first Mount Rushmore, we're going to talk about the um, the uh, Boston Celtics. So, Dad, let's hear your first. Let's hear your first player. What's up, Harrison? Uh, okay, so are we going from the bottom to the top, so we go from of the top four. We're going with number four to start. Yeah, number four to start. Okay, so on my Mount Rushmore for the Boston Celtics, seventeen-time world champions, I'm going to go with Paul Pierce, legendary guard slash forward for the Celtics, won an NBA title 2008, spent I think 15, 16 years with the team, had his jersey, his number 34 retired. He's number four on my Mount Rushmore. How about you? Um, so on my Mount Rushmore, I have um, Kevin Garnett. Um, uh, um, he was a um, um, a power forward. Um, he was uh, he was definitely one of the most dominant power forwards to play the game. Um, and his career stats were twenty ten and five. Um, and I um, uh, and my number four. He also won. Um, how many titles did he win with? He won one with Paul Pierce, 2008. Yeah, he won a title with Paul Pierce. So uh, Kevin Garnett is my number four. How many years do you know did he play with the Timberwolves before he played with the Celtics? Um, I think he played like four or five years. Okay. I thought it was closer to ten. You sure about that? You think, how many? You think, I, I think he spent almost ten years. How many years do you think he spent on the Boston Celtics? I think like six. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's an amazing player. There's, there's no, there's no, no doubt about that. All right, am I going to my number three guy? Yeah. Okay, so number three on my Boston Celtics Mount Rushmore list is John Havlicek. Okay. Won eight titles in the '60s and into the '70s. Uh, silky smooth shot. He was before my time, but I've seen enough highlights of games. Um, incredible basketball player, NBA Hall of Famer, eight world titles with the Celtics. John Havlicek, number three on my Mount Rushmore. Okay, so just to let you know, um, uh, you were right. Um, he played six years with the Boston Celtics. He played, um, he and he played thirteen years with the Minnesota Timberwolves. With the Timberwolves. Wow. Okay. Got I didn't it. know he played that long. Yeah, did I? Okay. Um. So who's your number three? My number three is gonna be um, Paul Pierce. Okay. Um, like your number four. Um, I think uh, he was um, a great player. He he played for this the, um, for like what sixteen years. Something like um, that, yeah. He's he's definitely in the um, Boston Celtics Hall of Fame, and I think he's probably uh, one of the one of the best players to ever play the game um, okay. on the Boston Celtics. Okay. You want me to go with number two? Yep. On the uh, the Mount Rushmore on my side for the Boston Celtics, number two is War Jersey number thirty three from French Lick, Indiana. Won three NBA MVPs and three NBA World Titles, including on the best Celtics team ever, the nineteen eighty six Celtics. Larry Joe Bird, aka Basketball Jesus. Um. And and by the way, just to make a comment. Larry Bird is one of those guys, I would argue he's a top five 
greatest basketball player ever, period. Never mind with the Celtics. Crunch time. He's one of the crunch time guys. Ultimate trash talker. Hit huge shots. Got bored in games and used to shoot left-handed because he was bored. He was that good. Larry Bird, incredible player. Incredible. Um, For my number two, um, I have um, uh, Bill Russell. Um, it's kind of a hard one because Bill, it's, it's like, it, it's, it, there, Larry Bird was such a good player and Bill Russell was also such a good player. He did, he did win 11, um, NBA finals, but I think he's probably the second best, um, center to ever play the game. Well, who's the first best center? Will Chamberlain. You think Bill Russell, you think Will Chamberlain is better than Bill Russell? Okay. I mean, Will Chamberlain scored 100 points and got 56 rebounds in one game. Do you know how many titles Will Chamberlain won? Yeah. Not 11, I can tell you that. Yeah, I know that, but I have Bill... Okay, Okay. well, it's an argument between them, but I think they're both top one or two. Okay, that's fair. So I have Bill Russell at my number two spot. Okay. All right, my number one spot, so I have a slightly different opinion. My number one spot, I have Bill Russell, 11 world titles... He won as both a player, a player coach, then he coached, then he was an announcer, um, did tons of stuff in his era back in the, the 50s and 60s that's hard to replicate. There were fewer teams than there are now in the NBA, mm-hmm. but he was a dominating force. He personified leadership. He certainly predates me or you ever seeing him in person. But again, having watched video and how dominating he was on defense and rebounding and blocking shots and whatnot, the greatest winner teammate Celtic to ever live, to me, he's the number one guy, Bill Russell. Um, And by the way, just for the record, he smokes Will Chamberlain. I'll take Bill Russell over Will Chamberlain any day of the week. Are you a little biased or no? No, I'm not biased. Will Chamberlain scored lots of points and lots of rebounds, but he didn't win all the titles that, that Bill Russell won. Um, my number one is um Larry uh, Bird. Um, he uh, um I think he's up there. I think he might be top three of all time. Um, I think he's um he's he's like like if if we were doing like this for like the um I think him and Magic Johnson were probably one of the best rivalries um to ever play in the NBA, if not the best rivalry. Um, so I have um, Larry Bird at my number one spot, and I and I and he even was a coach. Didn't he coach the Indiana Pacers? He did. Um, so Larry Bird is my number one player um, in the all-time Boston Celtics. Okay. One thing I'll just add is there are. Do you know how many numbers are retired at the Boston Garden of former Celtic players? Thirty-three. Twenty-four. So everybody that we named, including Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, John Havlicek, Larry Bird, Bill Russell. All their numbers are retired. Okay, they hang in the rafters. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many titles the Celtics have won? 17. Right, so there's a lot of great players that could be on the Mount Rushmore, but it's hard to argue with any of these guys. I think they're all good selections. Uh-huh. I, um, so, do you, so would you say the, would you say the, um, do you think, uh, do you think the Celtics have the most titles of all time? The Celtics have, so, it's a good question. The Celtics and the Lakers both have 17 titles. However, the Lakers are a fraud, okay, because a bunch of those titles came when they were in Minneapolis. That's where the name the Lakers comes from. They used to be called the Minneapolis Lakers. The Boston Celtics have won all those titles when they were in Boston. 
the L.A. Lakers rip off the titles they won in Minneapolis. How many did they win in Minneapolis? I want to say it was maybe four, four or five titles. Four or five. Yeah. So reality is the Los Angeles Lakers have only won like 10 or 12 titles. Okay. You can't, you can't like, that's like Oklahoma City claiming a, an NBA title when the Seattle Supersonics won an NBA title. Oh, Seattle Supersonics moved to Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. That's why that's cheating. Yeah. L.A. is a fraud. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I would agree. I think the Celtics, and I definitely think the Celtics are um, probably going to win a title sooner than the L.A. Lakers. I would agree. The, the Lakers, the team stinks. They have two amazing players, but they're old, uh-huh. especially LaFraud James. Okay. <laughs> and the Celtics are young. They should have won last year. But in the next couple of years, whether it's this year or the next couple of years, they're in good position to contend for another title. Yeah, at least go to another title. And Tatum being only, like, what, 26, 25 years old? 24. 24. And making it all the way to the um, NBA Finals, mostly him and... It wasn't really him carrying the team. I mean, the Celtics arguably have one of the best benches in the NBA. Um, And then there's... I mean, it's hard to... Like, Al Horford's so good, but then coming off the bench you have uh, Robert Williams... Um, I agree. They're crunch time five. They got Bob Williams. They got Horford. They got Brown. They got Tatum. They got Smart. They got Derek White. They got Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, the, dude, they're loaded. The the um the MVP race right now um posted on I saw this on Instagram on ESPN. It said J um uh like it showed all the like like the big awards like Defensive Player of the Year and stuff um. Uh, Tatum apparently is number one right now in the MVP, which I don't know if that's true. Yeah. And um, Malcolm Brogdon is the sixth man of the year right now. Really? Okay. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Long way to go. Yeah, long. And LeBron James, I know we're talking about uh, the subject, but LeBron James has 528 more points to pass up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he's projected to make that in 20 games. It's going to happen. He will be the leading all-time scorer. Which would be crazy. I agree. It's... I agree. And and I saw sorry I saw another thing, LeBron James said for his last shot, it, it, either if he ties or he's one point away from Will Chamberlain, he um, I mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar he's gonna do the sky hook. He's gonna do the sky. So just as a side note, since we live in Dallas, I will tell you that even if LeBron breaks the record, I think Luka Doncic will be the all-time scoring leader when all is said and done. If you look at the first five years in the league, compared to what LeBron is doing versus what Luka is doing right now. Luca is on pace to shatter whatever LeBron does if he keeps playing like this for the next fifteen years. Yeah, um, he's an incredible. Luka Doncic reminds me of Larry Bird. Luka Doncic, I think there's so many like young good players in the league, like like Tatum, Morant, and Luca are like the three like big fit and big new faces. I mean, there was there's so many good players in the NBA right now that like. They're good, like James Harden. He's not really good anymore. Um, Steph Curry, he's really good, but he'll probably he's gonna he's still gonna start to regress in a couple years. Yep. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know those people are starting to get old, and they're such they're like those people when they got drafted, like in Kobe Bryant. Well, he's obviously he's not with us anymore. Yeah, but um, like all those people were start like the new era is gonna be with like Joel Embiid and Jokic, all those. John Morant, Tatum, Luke, Luke, others. That's the next generation, I agree. Yeah. 
All right, we talking Pats? Pats Mount Rushmore? Yeah, let's go with the Patriots Mount Rushmore. Okay. You want to go first? Um, sure, I'll go first. Um, I saw this. I, I definitely did not live in this time. Yeah. But um, uh, my number four is going to be Stanley Morgan. Stan- Stanley the Steamer. That was his nickname, he Stanley had, the Steamer. He had 10,710 receiving yards with 73 reception touchdowns in his career. Yeah, he was a great wide receiver in the 80s. Um, and so I think uh, Stanley Morgan is my number... Um, number four? Number four for the all-time Patriots, Matt Rushmore. Okay. So my number four is what I would consider to be arguably the greatest place kicker of all time in football, Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri hit so many clutch kicks. He game-winning kick to win the first Super Bowl for the Patriots against the Rams. He won like three. He, he won. Well, he won one with the Colts, but then he won several with the Patriots. Didn't he also win one like it was like that time where it was it was the Patriots well, versus the Ra- Las Vegas Raiders. Well, they were called the Oakland Raiders the at Oakland the time. Raiders. That was the famous tuck rule game in the snow. Oh yeah, and, Brady, and he uh, Brady fumbled it or what? No, no, no. Well, he got hit and his arm was coming forward. There was some controversy. They got the ball back. But anyways, Vinatieri wound up kicking a field goal in the snow. I remember where I was when that happened. It was incredible. An incredible player um, and certainly a Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer, Adam Vinatieri, number four on the Patriots. Um, my number three, um, um, he's a defensive player. Um, I'm pretty sure he played end on um, Richard Seymour. Yep. Um, he um, he had 326 tackles in his career, um, and he also had 57.5 sacks. Yep. Um, and I think that is definitely an all-time great. I mean, there are so many good Patriots players. Yep. But I, I definitely think he um, um, and Willie McGinnis are up there for a great D-line. Okay. So my number three guy, number 87, Rob Gronkowski, greatest tight end that ever lived. You could tell me Travis Kelsey is good. You can tell me all these other guys are good. George Kittle. Rob Gronkowski blocked, caught, did everything, was a security blanket in New England for Tom Brady. Uh, hands down, one of the most electric players I've ever seen. He will be an NFL Hall of Famer. He's technically retired right now, but I'm sure he'll come back again. Um, he's certainly a Pats Hall of Famer, and he is in my, my, my Mount Rushmore number three. Rob Gronkowski, greatest tight end to ever play. Period. Full um, stop. So, uh, so I think um, uh, my number two. Yep. My number three is Richard Seymour. My number two is Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Um, and I think uh, he. Um, I think if he comes back, like you said, um, I think he might reach ten thousand reception yards. Okay. Um, and he might get one hundred touchdowns. Um, I definitely think Rob Gronkowski is, if not the greatest tight end to ever live. Okay. The, you could like say that um, Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates, but I think Rob Gronkowski is, if not the top two, um, of the greatest uh, Patriots tight end. At, well, definitely the greatest Patriots tight end, but I think he's probably one of the best tight ends to ever live. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, my number two guy <clears throat> is a guy that you've never seen play. <coughs> uh, his name was John Hanna. Okay, played guard for the Patriots. 
one of the 100 greatest players to ever live in the NFL, all-decade 70s, all-decade 80s, all-time Patriots player. Um, never won a Super Bowl, unfortunately, uh, but a dominating player. His nickname was Hog, Hog Hanna. So people like your grandfather's age would know would know this, but uh, uh, just an absolute stud for an offensive lineman. Fortunately, he played in an era where the rest of the team wasn't very good, uh, but he was a spectacular lineman, dominating offensive lineman. Um, it's only unfortunate he is in the Patriots Hall of Fame and he is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he is my number two guy on the Patriots. Mount Rush play left guard? I believe so. Um. So my number one. Is Julian Edelman? I'm just kidding. It's obviously Tom Brady. I mean, the greatest NFL player to ever live. The greatest quarterback, obviously, obviously to ever live. He had eighty-one thousand. He has eighty-one thousand one hundred thirty passing yards and six hundred and eighty-four passing touchdowns. He probably has what twenty on the ground at least um, from his twenty what twenty-three, twenty-two years of playing in the NFL, which is crazy. Um, and I think uh, um, I think he might retire after this year, or I think he's gonna, he might he might uh, play with the. Uh, I think he might go back to the Patriots for another year. So I would say my number one guy on the Mount Rushmore for the Patriots is obviously the goat. Okay, TB twelve. It's not even an argument. The greatest quarterback ever. The greatest football player ever. Six Super Bowl titles. Holds every record you could possibly want to hold and is still playing. You know, guy, he's been playing for almost 25 years. Been playing for over 20 years in the NFL, which is unheard of. Yes, he's a little weird. Yes, he sells a bunch of clothing. eats a lot of avocados. Okay, so he's a little strange in that regard. But you can't argue with his success. He left the Patriots. Then he went to Tampa Bay and he won a Super Bowl. He's got seven rings. The guy is the definition of what winning is all about. He is The Patriots would not be the Patriots if it wasn't for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Uh, and Tom Brady is just, you're fortunate that you saw him and you still see him playing today. I've had the benefit of watching his whole career. It is a privilege to be able to watch somebody and cheer for somebody on a team that you cheer for that is that good. I mean, he's like Michael Jordan or LeBron James or one of these other guys <clears throat> Excuse me. That's incredible. Uh, he's just been doing it for so long. Um, it's it's honestly it's just hard to believe. He is the greatest of all time, and he belongs at the number one spot. I agree with you on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, um, Tom Brady. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be. I mean, you could say obviously Patrick Mahomes not the greatest of all time. Nobody will ever match him. But you could say you could say like there's there's other there's other there's been other great quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. Um, he he's probably he's probably up there for the top, top he, he, couple quarterbacks. I agree, time. he is. But a lot of good stats, bad team. Okay, like a lot of years, his team wasn't very good in the beginning. He like won one Super Bowl or something. He won two, one in uh, one in Indianapolis and one in Denver. But at the end of the day, Brady has been the model of consistency every year. With all the different kind of players. There's only a couple years he played with superstar studs like Randy Moss. He played with for three years. A lot of years he didn't even have, he had Edelman, a lot of and he had Gronk, but a lot of years he didn't have any like big name guys, and they still it still won. He won the first Super Bowl with like Antoine Smith, who was a stiff for a running back, Troy Brown, like guys who are good players but not like superstars. Uh-huh. Like 
it, it's it's Tom Brady's not a um like like Jalen Hurts. I think if he went to like let's say he's on one of the best teams right now. If he went to the Texans, they'd still stink. They'd still stink. That's correct. He, and he would probably get worse. Well, he might get stats, but the team isn't going to be any yeah, better. Um, that and I think Tom Brady's not one of the quarterbacks that like he could like. Like right now, if he went to the Jets or the or not the Jets, if he went to the Texans, they would probably still stick. He's forty five years old. Forty five, but um, I think like he he nobody thought he was gonna be good anymore after he le- after he threw that pick six. Then they went won the Super Bowl. And then he and then he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and somehow won a Super Bowl with Bob Gronkowski guys. Yep. Side. Yep. And the they don't really they have. I don't. I don't even know who their tight end is. The the Bucks. I mean, Cameron, nobody good. Cameron Bright. Like yeah, nobody good. And then they have Chris Godwin. He was he was out for so many games when they played in the Super Bowl. And Mike Evans, yes, is definitely a great um, wide receiver. But Tom Brady uh, in that Super Bowl year, almost, and their defense is pretty good. I mean, not this year. They're not that good this year. But their defense in that Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs was uh, it was very good. Was spectacular. Listen, the Patriots have a lot of players in the Hall of Fame, as as they should. They also have a lot of pa- players in the Patriots Hall of Fame. There's 19 of them. Three of these four guys, though, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Adam Vinatieri, they're not in the they're not even in the NFL Hall of Fame yet because either they're still playing or they just retired. All these guys are first ballot Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. I don't, I, um, there's some, they're like, for, especially, like, for the Celtics and, and Patriots, there's definitely a lot of honorable mentions. Yes. Um, like, Wes Welker, he was a great wide receiver, um, for the Patriots. The um, Patriots had, had, um. Randy Moss, I know he wasn't, like, the greatest. No, player. they had Randy Moss, they had Teddy Bruschi, they had Ty Law, who's an NFL Hall of Famer. Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis, Rodney Harrison, um, Andre Tippett. Um, um, why can I not think of the, the safety? Uh, who's the super famous guy? Who Rodney played? Harrison. No, Patrick who, Chung. No, the guy who played like in the like 80s or something. For the Ty Law. Ty Law. No, I mentioned him. He's a cornerback. Uh, oh, he's a corner. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great players, just like with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Listen, Boston sports or New England sports in general have been very good for a long time, whether it's the Red Sox... The Celtics, the Patriots, even the Bruins. I think starting in the year 2000 all the way to 2020, every single New England sports team won a title, including the Bruins and the Celtics, 2011 and 2008. So at the end of the day, you have been around, you're only 10 years old, you have been around for the golden era for sports in Boston and the Celtics and Patriots to do Mount Rushmore makes perfect sense because you have some of the greatest players that have ever played played for these two franchises. Uh-huh. And um there's um the Patriots are right now in a rebuilding process. I definitely think they have their wide receivers, not gonna lie, not that talented. They have some young guys like Taekwondo Thornton, um Jacoby Myers, but they're not like studs. Um they have some good defensive players. They have Devin McCourty, Kyle Duggar, Christian Barmore. But they have horrible play calling on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Matthew Judon. Yeah, like, like what are Patricia they stinks. Like, what are they running like screen passes for? Like on like, and then like third and nineteen. What are you running the ball for? Because uh, he stinks. The offensive coordinator stinks. They should. They should have brought Josh McDaniels back. 
or brought in somebody else. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So we're going to transition right now to the, um, uh, to a different topic, to the greatest, the greatest sporting event me or my dad have ever attended. Um, so for this, um, I'm going to start off, Dad, and I'm going to go um, with the NBA Finals last year. Um, that was definitely such a special experience also to go with you and um, to see the Golden State Warriors lose against the, uh, not the Boston, uh, not the Boston Patriots, the Boston Celtics. Um, and I, uh, unfortunately, the Celtics did um, lose, but I feel like... Um, well, they won the game. They well, they won the, the game, but they lost the series. Um, but that was definitely the greatest sporting event. The stadium was probably one of the loudest stadiums I've ever been to. Um, uh, my grandpa has season uh, tickets, and we got to um, sit like almost like right at the court, which was such a special experience um, to see the players up close, especially in the NBA Finals. So that was definitely one of my top um, experiences, like to ever go to um, like 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 a sporting event. Okay. So what is your one of your favorite sporting events? Well, first of all, that was an awesome experience going with your sister Sadie and your mom and I being able to go, and then obviously your cousins being there and and, and your grandfather being there. That was an awesome experience. <clears throat> um, I would say though, for me, because I'm a little older than you. The greatest experience that I've had at a sporting event was with your mom, February 5th, 2017. We drove down from Dallas to Houston to watch the Patriots play the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. And how did that go? Well, if you recall, the Patriots were getting creamed. Uh, I believe they were down 28-3. to 3. Yeah, okay. sure, 23. Um, and we had these seats. We were sitting there. We were mostly Patriots fans at the game. We never considered leaving, but as a fan... You couldn't believe like what you were watching, okay? Like at halftime, what was your? What were your? Favorite? We were like depressed. We could not believe that this was. You what just was... spent so much money for nothing. Well, it wasn't it? Wasn't even about that. It was just like you know, you drove four hours all the way down there. You're expecting to see a more competitive game. Um, at the end of the day, like at least them scored touchdown in the first half. <laughs> yeah, like it was just unbelievable. But I think what happened was in the second half, you never doubt the goat. Yeah, you never doubt the goat, and you could feel the momentum shift. And when Welker made the catch. With the ball that looked like it was going to touch the ground, and he got it just before. Julian Edelman. Probably, probably Julian Edelman. Thank you very much. Good point. Yes, Julian Edelman made the catch. Was like the place went bananas. You could just feel the momentum shift. That all of a sudden, that the Patriots had it all going their way. So, what stadium was this in? Reliant Stadium in Houston. Oh, so this was in the, the Houston. South- no, Houston, oh, yeah. Texas. So, so, so we drove down, and then after the game, you know, it was crazy. You know, my no, no voice. We drove four hours home because we could not get a hotel. I remember seeing you guys when you guys came home. Yeah, we got home at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or whatever it was. Yeah, you had a babysitter there for you and your sister. I feel so bad yeah. for that babysitter. Yeah, but it was an incredible experience to actually have been there in person to see it happen. There's a video of me what, what, that mom took after, after, um, uh, after they had scored the winning touchdown. And like I'm going bananas on it. It was an incredible experience. If um, like what was your what did you feel when James White scored that touchdown? Shh, I was stuck. I was. I, was, I thought they were going. The play before he scored, they threw the pass to the tight end Mart, uh, Martellius Bennett. And he dropped. He it. dropped it, and I was like, oh my god. 
Uh, but once from where they were running into the end zone that we Maybe were like sitting a in, pitch or something? yes, outside pitch, and like you could see from where we were sitting, he was getting in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. Was it was also funny, by the way, at the end of the game, we stuck around to watch the trophy presentation. Mm-hmm. And it was funny watching all the fans boo Roger Goodell. Because if you remember, the beginning of this season, Brady, what, wasn't he, out? he was out the first four games because of Deflategate, which was a, sh- a scam in the first place. <laughs> okay, guess, yeah. It was a scam. Okay, So I think at the end of the day, we, we you could hear everyone booing him. But it was an incredible experience being at a Super Bowl, seeing your favorite team play. Watching Brady lead him in the greatest comeback ever, it was. Um, well, in Super Bowl, it was incredible, Bowl and in the Super Bowl, yeah. Well, well, the greatest comeback ever in the Super Bowl because a couple of weeks ago, if you recall, the Colts, who have the same quarterback, Matt Ryan, who have the same quarterback, blew the largest lead ever to the Vikings. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. But also, I just want to um, uh, ask you one more thing. Um, so I was watching like an episode of the um, the what's the Tom Brady show that he had? Tom vs. Time. No, the Tom the, the the show that had a couple episodes. Oh, the eight ep- the um Man in the Marina. Man in the Marina, yes. So one of the episodes when he was talking about the Deflate Gate when Jimmy Garopp when Jimmy Garoppolo, um um I, I was watching it and they were like like you know how like there's like good morning football and like like they all talk about like football different like uh places. They were all like getting like pumps and stuff and showing how like how the ball was like that, and I'm pretty sure it was Leonard. I forget his last name. Um, he got he caught the interception, and he went to go give it to the uh, staff to put it in his locker room so he could keep it because it was like in the playoff game or something. Yeah. And he um and then he got home and he and he like said like the ball is flat and he asked the he asked the man like not the manager he asked like. The sports guy, um, did you like deflate the get the ball? And he said, "No, I just put it in your locker room." And he was, and he like messaged the NFL or whatever, and they found out, and they and they all assumed Tom Brady. I don't even know if the ball was flat. All a scam, all a scam. It's called the witch hunt. Really? Yes, all a scam. Do yeah. you know? Do you know why? Why? Because all the Patriots do is win. That's why. Like the Patriots versus Roger Goodell in the world. That's that's correct. What I thought there was like another like why Tom Brady got out, but that's I forget. I thought there was another reason why Tom Brady got pulled for a couple games, but I must be forgetting. Well, guys, we're gonna end the podcast here. Oh, by the way, one more thing to add. Yes. Here's my hot take: 2023 season NFL New England Patriots. The quarterback under center will be Tom Brady. Wow, that's, that's my hot, hot take. take. That's my hot you take. Guys, I remember this. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Jason Werner thinks Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is coming back to coach. No, no, um, to play to quarterback. Play, to play quarterback. I mean, I'm um um with the Patriots, and then he's probably gonna go coach a team. Then he's gonna go sign his his uh, ten ten year deal with thir- three hundred seventy five million dollars with Fox with Fox Sports. I mean, he's making cash. That. He already has enough, but he just wants to keep making it. Thanks for having me, H. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode, um, and we'll see you later. Peace.